Hello and welcome to This Book We Can. I'm Lynette. And I'm Kerry. We are two teacher librarians passionate about literature and how to bring stories to life in the classroom. We acknowledge the First Peoples of Australia as the first storytellers. Your stories and experiences are the heart of this country. In particular, we acknowledge the Awabakal people, the traditional owners of the land on which we are recording today. For our first With This Book We Can, we'd like to introduce the 2022 CBCA Picture Book of the Year nomination, Stelephant, by James Foley. And if I read you the blurb on the back of the book, you'll get an idea of the story itself. It says, heroes come in all shapes, sizes and species. Stella wants to be an astronaut. There's only one problem. She's an elephant. And every time she applies to Space Command, they come up with a new reason that she can't join. But where there's a will, there's a way. And Stella is determined to reach for the stars. But does she have the right stuff? What do you think, Lynette? I think it's a very ambitious thing to send an elephant into space, Kerry. But... Um, what really took my attention with this book was um, the spacesuits that were created and the attention to detail that Stella put into it. That was her first challenge. So I went Googling and I found on the NASA website they actually have a really good description of what a spacesuit is for and it tells uh, – it's, uh, it's written for children and there's a great graphic you can download – but it tells you that the spacesuit is actually – a little space vehicle for your body, which is such a great way to describe it. That's a very cool way. And then they go through all the things that you would need to have on your spacesuit. So ways to communicate um, up to 16 layers of material because they have to um, ensure oxygen's kept in. They have to have gloves. They have to have helmets. The air supply. It, it's a really detailed, interesting graphic and you can um, read it after the podcast on our blog site. Um, so that's NASA. It's called a spacewalk, spacewalk spacesuit. Um, and when we have a look at the images in the book, you can see five different animals that all have their own little spacesuit created, but they all have that same list of um, requirements so that it, it's true and it will keep them alive when they're walking around in space. I guess what I would do with the children, and I haven't had a chance to do this, but I will when they come back after the holidays, I'll get them to take some of my stuffed toys. I have penguins and dogs and all sorts. And I'll get them to create a spacesuit with materials so the children who are tactile really will love that hands-on. They can actually create the spacesuit with attention to detail. So we might make a checklist of all the things you'd need first. And then they'll make the spacesuit. And once they've made it, I'll either allow some children will take a photo of it and then print it and they can label all the features for children that like to write and draw. But I think I would also then give the option of letting them video record themselves holding the toy and explaining all the features of the spacesuit. And I could either do that just with the camera um, on my computer or I could use Flipgrid if I wanted to make it a whole class option. But not everyone likes to record a video and that's not the purpose for this activity. It's more can we take the true facts of a spacesuit and apply that thinking and the requirements when constructing one for a, for a toy for an animal. So what age group would you do this activity with? Do you know, I'd probably do it with year two. Year one could do it. But it'd be really interesting to see how the thinking developed and the um, specifics that a, yeah, a stage three child might apply to it. I wonder how detailed they would get. It would be, be interesting. interesting. Yeah, yeah, very interesting to see 
the differences in in the in the different stages if you actually did it with stage one and then did it with stage three mm. to see how each different age group looked at it and what they put into it. And I think with stage three, I find I'm using picture books far more often with them. We would then step into probably those other underlying concepts of how do I achieve something when I'm told no? When, you know, it's a goal and a dream, Mm. how can I do that? So there's a whole other layer if we take it up to stage three. So the words persistence and resilience spring to mind and I think they're, they're good attributes for students to be delving into and uh, they're two that stand out in this particular picture book. Definitely, they're core themes to it. Exactly. Well, I actually read this book to stage three before the holidays and it was very interesting that for my students, they looked at the opening pages and saw that there were lots of pictures of astronauts and then underneath there were pictures of animals. But one of the things that one of the students recognised was that at the beginning of that there were no female astronauts and she said how come there are no female astronauts there and I said that's a very good question but then if you go to the back of the book as we were talking about earlier they have pictures of all of the they have pictures of all of the firsts in space the first animals in space the first humans in space and they have the first man and the first female in space So I thought that was very interesting that one of them recognised that the pictures right at the beginning of the book didn't have any females. But one of the other interesting things that came out of the discussion when I was reading the book to the students was that they wanted to know what was the first, the very first living thing that was sent into space. And none of them got it right. They all thought it was a monkey or a dog or something like that, but it was actually a fruit fly. (laughs) So they thought that was pretty funny and wanted to know why they sent a fruit fly. So I think with this book you can do all kinds of things in the classroom. You can do some research on what were the actual first animals in space and why they sent them to space. They came up with the idea that they wanted to know what was the very first living thing in space. When they found out that it was a fruit fly they wanted to know more. So this can lead into some research so we can look at why they sent those particular animals to space in the first place. And then uh, they can also research the first mammals that went into space. They were quite interested to find out that there was a dog called Laika, first dog that went up, and she was a Russian dog and she was a street dog. And so they wondered what happened to her. And I left that as an open question for them so that they could then go and research it over the holidays if they wanted to find out some more. There's so many opportunities and I love Apollo 13. That's one of my favourite. And when I look at that and I think about the challenges they had there, space travel always seems to come with a set of challenges. Absolutely. what would be really interesting to delve into is how technologies changed to address some of those challenges because when you go back and look at the... Film footage, um, it's just even the fact that their headsets are wired to the, to the computers is hilarious. But data gathering, how they gather data and how we can bring data back so easily or quickly, not easily, from um, the space stations at the moment and just how our world has opened up. And last year with simultaneous story time, or the year before, when we had the astronaut That's right, reading yeah. the story, that stopped our class we just could not believe that someone in space was actually reading yeah, to us. Yeah, that was story time in space. It was great. So, mm, it was um, excellent. This book, it, it looks like a simple picture book and opens up so many avenues depending on what your interest is. 
Absolutely. And even with the, the James Webb telescope, the first images that are coming back from deep, deep, deep space are amazing. And so the technology has just improved out of sight mm. over the last few years from the, the first Apollo missions up until what they're doing now. I think also one of the other things that came out of the book was that as long as you follow your dream and you're persistent enough, you can make it happen, which is a really important message to pass on to our students. It's a great book. So if you'd like to know more about anything I've spoken about, you can go to mrsbarkerstearoom.com. I've uploaded some links to the Spacesuit NASA website, a few um, other ideas, Kerry. Yes, if you want some more ideas on what life is like in space, you can go to my website, which is thebooktree.co, and you'll see find there a few videos from Chris Hadfield, who was a Canadian astronaut that spent quite some time on the space station, and he has a lot of great videos about how to clean your teeth, how to go to the toilet, how to sleep in space, and also how to sing a song in space and have it broadcast back to Earth. Thanks for listening and we look forward to bringing you another book soon on With This Book We Can. 